Hello, and welcome to another one of our sponsored podcasts and video series. My name is Phil Harvey, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Light Reading. And uh, this time, we've got a really interesting one. So uh, as we always do, uh, this uh, this time around, we're uh, talking to Dave Ward. He is the uh, CEO of Packet Fabric. Dave, how are you today? I'm doing great, Phil. I'm already moving over here, so I'm ready to start speaking, too. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, you're one of those movers and shakers we're referring to. Uh, so, you know, I, it, uh, we've we've talked a number of times over the years in your various roles, and uh, it's it's great to uh, uh, connect with you again. But this time it's under, uh, you know, uh, under the uh, uh, under the umbrella of being at uh, Packet Fabric. And so I guess the a great place to start this conversation would be to talk about why you joined Packet Fabric to begin with. So, uh, so look, I've been obviously working perhaps to many folks in the audience in the telco market, but really building the equipment uh, and helping um, telcos build their networks for a couple of decades now. Um, and I have a strong personal belief uh, that the traditional telco networking sector needed serious positive disruption, both on the technology and on the business side. So uh, going back into the software-defined networking movement that, that we've all talked about you know, for a decade plus now, um, mm -hmm. I thought it was great that the SDN world was was working in data centers under single administration, but I want a fully programmable internet. I want a fully programmable fabric, real-time on-demand of where connectivity should go. And traditional telcos uh, really got, got, got stuck. They're stuck with their software model. And so, I decided after many, many years at Cisco and a stint at Juniper to put my money where my mouth was and go and build it and build it at Packet Fabric. And the focus we have is really on the enterprises moving forward. And moving forward you know, towards technology disruption or other, other um, marketing terms that, that we hear. But what that means, and as, as most of us know, um, enterprises have fully moved to their IT stack into the cloud using storage solutions, SaaS, UC, security. Uh, but the traditional telcos and traditional telco features, MPLS, VPNs, or whatever the case, those telcos and those features were not built into the cloud. 100%, what was missing was the notion of a cloud core in the internet architecture. And that's really where Packet Network is, is trying, to, trying to fit, trying to play, building a real-time on-demand service, built cloud native, and built with a cloud-like consumption model just not being delivered by any traditional telco or other network as a service players. Now, in in the uh, network as a service space, like why? What is the overall benefit to an enterprise? Uh, you know, if they're hearing this, what's the overall benefit to them to be working with a provider that can deliver, uh, like you say, a network as a service as you know, as like a cloud-like experience? What's what's the difference they're going to see? So a couple of things, and I'll just start off really high level and simple, click, order, manage, bill, real-time on-demand connectivity, wherever you want to go. Okay. And that is the mantra of what we have. Now, in reality, I'm going to take one step down, which is, look, if it was all DIY, which is the traditional enterprise way of building out their, their wide area network, they've got to own, manage, operate all of the equipment and all of the links of where they want to go. Uh, mm -hmm. that has become really, really challenging, not only because of the technology pieces, but the number of suppliers that have to manage as well as the talent you have to have. And the managed business service from traditional telco, this is a really interesting point, Phil. 
Traditional telcos have not built a routed infrastructure into the private data centers, into the hyperscalers, security storage, UC SATs, et cetera, players. And mm -hmm. so they can't even get their MPLS VPN customers or their traditional business services into this arena, leaving just a 16-lane superhighway of business uh, that network as a service and packet fabric is trying to occupy. So one further step forward, um, as enterprises have, many of them have very, very strict FLA quality of service latency requirements, that still requires the private network. And that's really what Packet Fabric has built, which is a private secure alternative to the internet that goes to the clouds and goes to these services that enterprises need to build their businesses on. Okay, so they get all the benefits of, like you said, like a cloud-like service, they get the security and they get the, the benefit of a private network and all of that without um, having to, I guess, incur the expense and the operating challenges that working with a traditional telecom player would, would, would incur. Am I in the 100%. ballpark there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and look, they can still build their network architecture uh, as they like to because it's across the fabric. So it's mm -hmm. already lit, which is also fundamentally different than traditional telco business services. Um, it's not a bespoke layout. And system integrators uh, who also offer these type of solutions are building all of them bespoke. No, this is a this is a cloud native platform that gives you all of your OAM via any via about all aspects of your network from layer one all the way up to you know layer three plus and allows an enterprise to build that fabric. But with that real-time on-demand nature, what MPLS promised for many years, which is, oh, you need more bandwidth going to one place or another, you can you know uh, contract and dilate that bandwidth. What's really interesting in having a reactive API-driven platform like this is that in fact, it's a reality to the point where we've moved our portfolio where something that traditional telcos absolutely cannot deliver, which is a notion of flexible WAN bandwidth. So uh, enterprise comes to us, say it takes 32 ports around our fabric, but they can't predict where their traffic is going. They can buy just an aggregate unit of bandwidth directly from packet fabric. And we'll say, hey, wherever you want it to go, however fast you want to move it around, that's all great because not only is this an SDN provisioning OAM platform, we built from the ground up, we built our own billing system so we can actually account for where that traffic is going, sell on a volumetric basic basis, and really, again, have that positive business disruption as well. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I guess uh, that, so that answers the question about sort of what, you know, how, how what pack, Packet Fabric is doing relates to, you know, the telecom uh, carriers as uh, the telecom providers as we know them now and things like MPLS and and, and the, their and those attempts at, at, uh, at private networks. Um, for the businesses that you're selling to, um, why is it so important for them to be looking at Packet Fabric as, uh, you know, as a more uh, flexible and agile uh you know, provider in this space? Like what, what is the advantage that they get from, from that uh, uh, competitive uh, uh, differentiation? Well, some immediate total cost of ownership reduction without a doubt. They're not owning, managing and operating the network. Second, they're absolutely able to get that flexibility. Uh, and this is really what we see, overcoming that six week delay of traditional telcos to be able to deploy that connectivity. We have, we have you know, it takes less than a minute to bring up any ports across our fabric. It takes seconds to bring up any virtual circuits, VLANs, you know, tunnels, et cetera, across our network. 
This is totally fundamentally different order of magnitude than anything anybody's seen. And so what this means is now you can take a step towards bringing into your workflow management. You can take steps towards bringing it into your application management of, as well as big data motion. And as the data gravity is changing within an enterprise, meaning are they going to a large storage cloud or are they needing mm -hmm. to do a large analytics push? That actually can match what they're doing in their enterprise that isn't possible at all. In addition to the consumption model, which is pay as you use, that means they're only paying during that particular effort. If you don't need uh, 100 gig, 400 gigs during the 65 days a year, don't buy it that way. So yeah. that consumption model change, that operational change and ownership change, but in particular, because the outcome that enterprises are looking for is associated with those workflows, applications, jobs they need to get done in IT, the network now matches that. And that hasn't been seen in the industry before. Yeah, that's a that's an important point, I think, because like you say, the, the the way networks are built and built for is one way, and then the consumption model is completely different. And I think the consumption model, especially as enterprises are dealing with more data, that consumption model has become even more, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess you know they 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 like the flexibility a lot. They need to be able to change their mind a lot. They need to be able to react to what's happening in the market or what their customers are doing. Um, it seems like you guys play pretty well into that, or you're you're a, a, a capable solution in that space. Um, how would you say you're you're sort of, uh, you know, changing the way that 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 enterprises are consuming data, or maybe how they're how they're dealing with uh, you know the data that's 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 coming into their businesses? So first. You know, the vast majority of the enterprise market is already in a hybrid architecture, something on-prem, something in a private data center, and they need to be able to move right. that data rapidly. But needless to say, that's kind of in the rear view mirror. They've also taken a step towards, let's say, hyperscalers. But in almost all cases, that silo lock of whether they're big hyperscalers or storage clouds or others um, isn't giving the enterprise the flexibility they want for that data movement and data gravity. So we've you know, brought into our portfolio a specific data motion capability with an acquisition we made late last year and also added to our cloud router, which has 100 gig, multi 100 gig capabilities in and out of different clouds. We've shown, you know, you want to move 30 petabytes from one hyperscaler to another in a 100 gig link, you can do that in a month rounding. And so now you can get predictability as well as really have a CIO find the cost efficiency of where is the best place to run my application? Where's the best cost basis I'm gonna get for my storage, whether it's hot, hot warmer or archival storage. And the choices, just as you said, the choices are there and the network and network consumption and data motion can match the flexibility that's needed. Do you think, uh, this is kind of the last question because this I think kind of brings it all together. Do you think you're going to be able to change the way that enterprises uh, think of uh you know network infrastructure or how they how how they sort of uh purchase consume and and you know consider network, their their own network infrastructure absolutely you know having worked at a supplier for a long time what i found is that they can't deliver it as a service working with the telcos they're not even close to getting out of uh to being able to provide as a service in this type of flexibility. And we've really seen that move away from MPLS VPNs, maybe with some DIA to now needing to build a, a private WAN with the architecture they want. This notion of edge to anywhere 
as we are also partnering with, uh, with a sister portfolio company, Unitas Global, that can put a NID in building and the packet fabric uh, platform can control that. Now you're going all the way in building and going to any private data center cloud or service that you want to really disrupts in such a positive way that enterprise business services have been delivered. I think it's it's causing huge buying decisions and we're seeing that in our growth. So I'm, I'm a, you'd expect me to be very bullish about the technology, you know, just, you know, but given my position in packet fabric now, Sure. But in fact, this is in fact the vision for the next change to the internet architecture that I want to drive through the industry. Yeah, it's 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 also uh, you know great for us to hear this. You know, I think the the telco space benefits from challenges to the status quo, and every time you know something like this comes along, where you're you're attempting to make you know make the consumption model fit the people who are consuming it. I think that's a positive step in the right direction. And like I said, it'll probably put some positive pressure on the telcos themselves to be more cloud-like, and that's always good as well. Uh, and a partner with Packet Fabric, so it would be a partner. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. So it all it all comes together. Uh, Dave Ward, thanks so much for uh, for taking the time to kind of walk me through it, and uh, and for uh, for spending the time with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks a ton, Phil. Appreciate it.